0: what up what up episode 22 the fourth quarter podcast my man Coda, happy july Happy July. 22
1: episodes
0: that 22 feels episodes. like extensive i know we're doing it i know yeah and and if we're not you know we're not really counting necessarily but yeah. uh 28 would be the mark that would tie what we did on a dime so okay. we have
1: to get to 29 we have to get to 29
0: yeah. we're approaching an important, important which we will. milestone we will we did some small half episodes yeah, just yeah. To, uh you know. But I, I also think we're gonna probably do a complete calendar year, uh, and like really get to touch all of it, which I think we rarely got to do with Agreed. on a dime. So um yeah, code super super yeah. excited about it. And and speaking of Charlottesville, where I was for on a dime with my buddies Jordan and Ken, well, I wanted to give a quick shout out to one of the biggest fans of the pod, one of my best buddies, Scott Martin, and congratulate him on Greer Martin welcomed, welcomed to the world, his third son. Oh, yeah! wow. Got a pattern coming there. Yeah. Uh, and he just looks like he's the healthiest, most lovely little boy, so congrats, Scott and Kate. I love that. We're, we're thrilled for you. A fourth quarter podcast fan baby. Maybe our first one. Our,
1: that's our youngest fan our right now. Our
0: youngest here. fan. We just gained a new listener. Days old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Koda, as we often uh, have done, your favorite 22 of all time. What would you say?
1: Yeah, this was an absolute no-brainer. I woke up this morning and knew who I was going to pick. The greatest pitcher in the modern era, arguably of all time. At least left-handed. Uh, number 22, Clayton Kershaw. There uh, couldn't have been anyone else for me. Figured as much. Ad- future Hall of Famer, first ballot, consensus. Just, just an absolute living legend.
0: Having an amazing year.
1: A great year. He just doesn't age. It's crazy.
0: I cannot wait to dig in a little bit more Sam. Oh, yeah. Um, I have two. One, just a quick nod to my boy Robinson Cano, one of my favorite Yankees of all time. I didn't see that going. He's a killer second baseman. He made me actually really enjoy second base. DJ is my favorite player of all time, so just watching the two of them rule the infield was just sick. Uh,
1: Respect that. But...
0: Much more important to me, much more relevant, Mr. Andrew Wiggins, NBA <laughs> champion. Andrew
1: Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, favorite 22 of all time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's, got tape, He's got a huge tape. part of my heart. He's got a huge take. Again, it's my favorite. That That is true. That I is love true. him. I I'm sure there's some Padres him. fans that were like Clayton Kershaw, best 22 of all time. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, thank you for bringing up the NBA yeah. because we're actually going to pivot into what has been a bit of a mild free agency, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, which is a bit of a bummer because we had such a really unique class. So I thought it was going to be really crazy. And then you have people like Kyrie re-signing with Dallas. Didn't make any sense. We still don't know what James Harden's doing with Damon Lillard. We don't know what's happening there. Just been this weird kind of like, it feels like nothing's happened, but at the same time, lots of things have happened. So I want to hear, we can go back and forth. Yeah. We're going to do our, both our two favorite signings so far. And who we both think won free agency and hopefully we have some disparity here so hit me with your first favorite signing love it love it um this is going to
0: be surprising okay um but i'm going to go with uh a tie god. Okay. because i think that they both bring um something similar but i don't think you're going to pick either of these people so okay. forgive me if you do Uh, And you can stop me in fact if you do. I'm so curious. So my tie is Marcus
1: Smart to the Grizzlies
0: and Eric Gordon to the Suns.
1: Didn't pick either of them, but great, great science.
0: So those are my tie. I think I'm gonna pick one more, but that's my tie for the first one and why. The Grizzlies and the Suns gain much-needed locker room maturity leadership, okay? They've got a lot of ego on both teams. The Grizzlies are obviously relatively young mm-hmm. and ego-filled kind of wayward at this point. Yeah. You bring in a defensive player of the year who's been there, who's been in the finals, he's been where they want to be. He hasn't gotten his championship. He's still he's hungry. hungry. Yeah. But he fits perfectly with that team. I think I he's agree. gritty just like Memphis. Yeah. Eric Gordon is one of the best playoff performers, I know. He is just consistent. Without he doubt. shows up. The dude has like a 40% plus uh, three-point shooting you know, percentage in the playoffs. Um, he's a dog. He's been an absolute kryptonite to us when he's been on the Rockets, us being the Warriors. And I just love that he's going to be able to run their second unit or come off the bench and hit yeah. some key threes for them. So that would be my first person. I love that.
1: But a tie. And what and what you were saying about the Grizzlies to even take it a step further is they also signed Derrick Rose, yeah. which in a is kind of that same thing where it feels like a strategic move of maturity being added, uh, which I really appreciate because, like you said, that seems to be a bit of a wayward organization at the moment. Speaking uh, of wayward, yeah. did you hear what the nickname for their backcourt is now? No, I'm I'm nervous. What it's, is it? Uh, Guns and roses. Guns and roses. No. <laughs> I really respect that. I don't think Adam Silver is going to let it fly on a it's T-shirt, clever. but it's it is clever. very clever. Because I just realized Derek Rose was a Memphis guy, he was University of Memphis, a three-play college. Wow, so now he's come. kind of full circle. How he's sweet really is interesting. that? Good point. Uh, Good point. Uh, also, yeah, that was one of the greatest college basketball national championships of all time, Memphis to Kansas. That was the Derek Rose it was crazy. Absolutely. Uh, but I'll hit you with my first, which is really off the wall, but. This has been such a strange free agency class so far that I'm going to go a little crazy. Yeah. Probably the signing that I expected the least because I thought they were done is Bull Bull to the Suns. (laughs) I actually love that signing. Take me. Because that dude, like, if you watch his highlight reel so far in, like, very limited time on the court, he's insane. Yeah. Like, he's obviously got so much, like, untapped potential. And I feel like it's a perfect spot for him because. He's playing behind DeAndre Ayton, yeah. who really is at such a crossroads in his career. It feels, which is strange, totally. but he really is that. I would not be surprised if later in the season, Bol, Bol just kind of sneaks in Talk and about starts the taking those minutes away. Wow, that's what I'm saying. It's just a fantastic signing because now you actually have someone. When you're saying DeAndre, why are you standing out of bounds? There's people trying to get rebounds. We're gonna bring Bol Bol, and like they haven't had someone to. Like balance out DeAndre Aiden, so I Dang. love that. I just think it's a great signing.
0: Shout out to Manu Bol, one of the largest men to ever yes. exist. To we know early. the talent's
1: there. It's a family talent. It's got to be there, right? And great at naming kids too. Bol-bol.
0: you know why? Straight to the point. Come up with another name. Straight to. Let's the point. just double it. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, my second one. Um, I'm gonna mix up kind of my theme because I have uh, kind of a similar guy who I might mention if you don't mention some him. God. later on. But um I'm going to go with um Jackson Hayes to the Lakers. Mm. I like this not necessarily even because of Jackson Hayes, but to me this just shows Rob Polinka finally figured out what it actually means to create a team for the long term. It's almost yeah. like a LeBron, let me check you for a minute. He brought in a big guy who's yep been relatively healthy he's been relatively productive he's going to play a lot mm-hmm. be able to give a blow to a lot of the guys who've got you know tired legs um, and it just shows hey we're actually gonna have some longevity here I'm gonna bring in a contributor as well I'm not bringing in an old guy mm-hmm. so I like it more so just for the the optics more than anything but I I'm I'm uh, I'm buying Lakers stock because of the moves they've been making, and I'm high on Jackson Hayes.
1: So I respect that a that's lot. That's what I would say. Uh, I like that. Yeah, we're going a little off the wall here. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna continue with my second favorite signing, uh, because I think this dude is really underrated. Yeah. And I think it helps his team a ton, uh, and I don't think that's what people thought at first, but I love Porzingis on the Celtics. Okay. I yeah love it. Yeah. The dude literally, like, gets hated on as if he didn't put up, like, 20-10 last year. Like, yeah. he's a solid player. Yeah. And he does something for that Celtics team that I think they badly need to stretch the floor. Yeah. And actually let Jalen Brown, yeah. who can't dribble with his left hand, yeah. have space to dribble with his right hand, you know? <laughs> and you have Jason Tatum, who can dribble with both hands. He's going to be unstoppable. Because right now... Probably who stretches the floor at the floor for them is like Grant Williams. Yeah. But is Grant Williams like really terrifying in the paint? And like, he's a maverick, right? And he's a maverick now. So it's like... Perfect. You had Al Horford, Grant Williams, and Robert... What's his name? Williams. Robert Williams. Yeah. Williams I would Williams. say Al Horford is tall and can shoot threes, but he's not quick. He's not young. Yeah. There's no one really that stretched the floor mm. for the guards in that team. So now you bring Porzingis... You can match him up or pair him with Robert Williams. Still have the defense inside. I think it's a great pickup. Okay, now I think I he's gonna shock a lot of people this year. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think when he's on a winning team, he's a great locker room guy as well. And I think exactly. he just feels like he needs to get his because he knows the talent that he has. I Super think he'll good. be satisfied. And they they needed to they needed to rejuvenate their team. They, they did. Uh, Horford was too old. Grant Williams is too untalented. Yep. I think it's a good move. Um, just wanted to point out, Fred VanVleet joining Houston, kind of in that same vein of adding the key veteran, and then the other different one that I wanted to mention was just Trey Jones to the Spurs. Yeah, I think that's, that's an fair. enormous add, yeah. and I think he's going to be a really nice spark
1: plug for them.
0: So, yeah. um, who do you think overall won free agency so far, would you say?
1: I think there's two teams that come to mind. Okay. It's probably the two teams you're thinking of, because yeah. we've had this conversation, uh, so if I see, say the team you're thinking of, I can switch or you can switch. Just take it. um. For me, the two teams that stick out on paper will yeah. be the Lakers and the Suns. Yeah. Um. The Lakers filled essentially every single hole on the roster. Yeah. Um. And on a budget, like they didn't even overpay for anyone really. Maybe you could say they overpay for Austin Reeves. We don't know. Like he may ball out and we're like, Oh, that's a great contract. Right. Uh, the sun's in a lot of ways filled almost every hole outside defense, but obviously they're not trying to play defense and that's okay. It's 2023. Right. Um, I think the team that made the biggest splash would be the suns. Uh, you add bill, you add ball, ball, you really round out that starting five. Yeah. Um, you get rid of Chris Paul, who honestly I think is holding a team like the sun's back. Yeah. I think that team needs more young, quick energy. Um, I, I love what they did. Totally. Totally.
0: I'm going to leave it there. I think you said it very well. I think okay. those are the clear winners, and I already mentioned enough players. Well done, Coda. I love it. <laughs> you. Yeah, well done. And let's transition to something that I know nothing about, but is currently the just about the only interesting, consistent thing yep. on television, and that's Major League Baseball. With a quick caveat, Wimbledon was absolutely fascinating. Congrats. not see any of it. Bro. <sighs> that was sad. Bro. I watched it on my new frame TV. Carlos Alcaraz won his first Wimbledon final as a 20-year-old. Knocked off Djokovic, who is basically the one who wins everything now. Very excited for him. But we're talking about baseball. So, Coda, let's get right down to business. Talk to me about the Dodgers. How do you currently feel as a Dodgers fan? What's the latest?
1: Uh... A month and a half ago, I thought the world was falling. Okay. Uh, Really rough start to the season. Uh, If you don't follow baseball, or specifically Dodgers baseball, uh, the Dodgers are in a very strange position right now. Because there's a man by the name of Shohei Otani, who is about to be a free agent, and is all but confirmed to be a Dodger next year. Um, The Dodgers are in this weird kind of spot where it's like, you're not going to pay for people right now because oh, oh, Shohei's probably going to get the biggest contract in sports at least American sports sister. that would be my yeah. assumption yeah and um, it started out that way we got a bunch of uh, what do they call them like not time travelers but people that like old players that travel on teams just to, from team to team
0: oh, journeymen Journey, journeymen that's good we got yeah. a bunch of time, travelers, time, is time hilarious. travelers I like that we got a yeah. bunch of time travelers <laughs> yeah. on this team uh, <laughs> it's like damn this is getting <laughs> existential <laughs> all of a sudden
1: no, but we started. I think it was like thirty nine and thirty three. We lost to the Giants fifteen to nothing. It was yeah. the lowest point I think I ever felt as a Dodgers fan. It's pretty brutal. But since then, I think they're like sixteen and six. Since then, they've really Sweet. turned it around. Um, so we're sitting at top of the NL West, uh, about five games back from the uh, conference lead. Uh, okay. National League from the Braves, who are absolutely raking. It's insane. Uh, so yeah, the Braves are great. Uh, but really the biggest store in all base right now of ours is Shohei. It's mm. insane what he's doing. Um Aaron Judge, this hits home for you, yeah, just broke the home run record last year. Yeah. Or the AL home record yeah. home run record. It's right. about to be broken. Uh Shohei's I think he's on pace for like sixty eight or something like that. It's, he's in thirties already. He's yeah. high, he think he's I have it pulled up right now. He's at thirty five. Damn. Right now, in late July, in late July, Oof. um, okay. it, it's it's out of this world. Uh, I mean, heck, we could have a whole podcast about Shohei. Uh, the dude is just like unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the stat. I think it was like, he's the first player since Babe Ruth to through the end of July hit mm-hmm. like thirty plus home runs and ten plus triples. And Which like, he's that, leading that's them be in both right. Yeah, home it's insane and triples. and triples, and he's like third in strikeouts. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, that's you actually heard, something... Sorry, just to make sure you heard that correctly. He's third yeah. in strikeouts, as in he's striking people, people out. out. Yeah, and he doesn't strike out. Oh. It's it's insane. Uh, but that's an interesting thing to bring up. And people that are following baseball, this is a really big story right now. The Angels, as of today, jumped back over 500. Let's which get. means the odds of Shohei actually getting traded this year are extremely small. Okay. Um... Angels' ownership essentially said we're not going to trade Shohei if we have a chance to go to the playoffs. Okay. Um, Which I think is the downright dumbest thing they could ever do because even if they go, this team is not winning the World Series. Like, they just won't. So the Angels are essentially in a position where they're saying we're going to choose not to get anything back for probably the greatest baseball player of all time and just let them walk in free agency, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's objectively dumb. It is. Objectively dumb. They said they are completely against making a deal with the Dodgers, which is like doesn't make any sense because the Dodgers so have the most proud. people to offer for them. Yeah. We have like I think we have 14 of the top 100 prospects in baseball right now, Whoa. and it's like why wouldn't you make it? we we'll, we would give you those prospects. It, yeah, it's it's pretty mind-boggling right now.
0: And I mentioned to you earlier today or yeah. one of these recent days that um, Alex Rodriguez came on air and said. I'm the Angels I'm trading Mike Trout and Shohei you did Tony. mention that to me and he, and he's like this is actually the quicker route to making the playoffs consistently to being a real team again yeah like you struck gold twice yep you need to like diversify your assets as the financial planner that I am like well, how
1: how old is Mike Trout right now it has got to be see. late. 30, 31. Okay, 31. I was in late 20s, early 30s. So you're yeah. looking at Mike Trout's 31. Yeah. Shohei is... 29, I think. Is that right? 27? 29. Okay. Yeah, so you're looking at your two superstars at 31 and 29. Right. And I agree. I think if you traded both of them, you would probably get at least 10 to 11 prospects back right away. Yeah. And suddenly you have 10 to 11 prospects that are all you know, eighteen to twenty four years old, odds are probably at least half of them are gonna pan out. And you're already in a better position. And you're already a five hundred team. You're already a five hundred team. It's not like Shohei's winning every game
0: for them. He's winning a lot of games for them.
1: Now let me ask you, let me flip the script. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um because this has now been the question with the likelihood that Shohei's going to the Dodgers this offseason, which seems very likely at this point. Yeah. The question that's been posed is if you're the Yankees, or the Reds are also in the conversation, Phillies are in the conversation, uh, is it worth trading away prospects for three months of Shohei Otani and making one push?
0: No, not if you're the Yankees. No. Okay. Because the Yankees need to do exactly what the Angels need to do, which is try and get back to being consistently good again. Like, I think we've, like, we've leaned too heavily into this Steinbriner issue of and I would say more like Hal than George, but like this Mm -hmm. idea of like oh, we'll just go by Stanton. We'll go, we'll like, we'll find Judge and then like be really cool about that, but like we're not really surrounding them with a wealth like a stable of players, right? When I mentioned like Cano, right? Cano was someone that like we, I believe he came up in our farm system, right? Like there was a real energy like Brett Gardner became one of our, became our captain, right? Like it was like Okay, where did that go? Right, don't mortgage
1: the future. Yeah.
0: Also, Shohei's already told them behind the scenes he's not moving to the East Coast. So. No,
1: and you you make a but you say a good point too. And I'll tout the Dodgers. I'm biased, but the Dodgers have, on paper, done like almost as perfect of a job as using a farm system in yeah. an organization. because uh, yeah, essentially the Dodgers build up their farm system. Yeah, they keep some of them. And they use some of them to trade for bigger pieces, yeah. which is the whole point of having a farm system. Uh, Mookie Betts, we traded away Alex Verdugo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Like take that trade. Yeah, yeah, you'll take that trade every single day. And we yeah. trade a few other prospects that didn't really turn out to do much. Yeah. But at the time, you're thinking, oh, these are great prospects if they are the Red Sox. Uh, we did it to get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. We traded Josiah Gray, who's been a good pitcher. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we've had four rookies pitch this year. Yeah, we have three rookies in our lineup batting. Right. Um, I feel I you're right. That's what the Yankees need. It's been too far the direction. Of let's just buy, buy, buy. Yeah. And not enough of like let's buy, but surround that really good talent with young talent that we're bringing up. Price is too high for a rental. You know, I think even with like a Scherzer,
0: it was like I don't know if the Dodgers look back and think, I don't know how smart okay. that was. It didn't it didn't pan out right? It was like yeah. okay, it, it didn't work, really but it was like. We didn't get the t- we didn't yeah. get
1: the title right, so it's like okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious. Which is the way I feel about the Dodgers too, because even if the Angels wanted to make a deal, mm. um, as a trade, I don't think you make the deal. Yeah. I mean, if you feel confident enough that you're going to sign him this summer, there's no reason to trade away pieces that you could keep. Yeah, and also have Otani next year. This is great. This is great. Yeah, ironically, one
0: prompt. And then your great follow up prompt got all of what I want to talk about except for. No way. Okay, hit me. Who do you think are currently the front runners to make the series and win it this year?
1: The AL has really flipped on its head. Uh um, Because originally it was the Rays, who started out like 30 and 8 or something like that. Since then, they're like under 500 in the last 60 games. Right. Um, They've really kind of skidded. Uh, The Orioles, out of nowhere, are insane. I, I don't know what happened. Um, they're looking really good. The Angels are back over five hundred. Maybe they make a push. Uh, I have to. Who else is in the AL right now? I mean, the Rays, the Orioles. Give us, yeah, kind of give the us the runners. skinny as
0: you see it. I know. I'll just
1: speak to the Orioles. Yeah, the
0: Orioles are great at farming,
1: right? I really think that's what happened. The lowest, farming and drafting, the lowest payroll in baseball, and they have the second most wins right now. And that's that's the point. Your Yankees won. That's how it's done. They don't even have a superstar. Dude. Like, imagine when they start out in superstars. Yeah. That's like a 110-win team. It's it's ridiculous. Right. Uh, the Texas Rangers are also in the AL. They've got almost 60 wins. They're looking good. It'll probably be, if I were choosing right now, it'd probably be Texas or Baltimore. They both look really good. When um, have we ever been able to say that? Literally. The AL is, like, flipped <laughs> on its head. Yeah, the Yankees are in last place, which is crazy. But also, we have the stupidest playoff system in the MLB because the Yankees are in last place. But they have more wins than Minnesota, who is in first place. I would say, the AL East is
0: terrifying.
1: Yeah, the AL East is unstoppable. Uh, In the NL, we've got the top three seats, as of right now, are Atlanta in order, Mm -hmm. Dodgers in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, I think it's a two-man race between LA and Atlanta, which it's been for the past few years. Um, My gut tells me, as much as I want to be a homer about it, the Braves would probably beat the Dodgers in a seven-game series. I think if I was making a bet right now, I'd probably go Braves-Rangers would be a World Series right now. Dang. Okay.
0: I'll just say this live on air, because there are two games that I have the chance to see in Milwaukee. One is Sunday night, one is Monday night. I was leaning towards Monday, because it's it's the better time for me. It's Reds at Brewers. Ooh, great game. Sunday night braves at brewers Ooh, that's you just a great told me that's game. like two of the best three best teams in the nl yeah,
1: two two division leaders two of the three division leaders Bro, that's a big game that might need that might to be happen. the move.
0: that's an afternoon game in milwaukee that might be the move don't tell my boss okay <laughs> wow okay thank you for that i have course, nothing to add because i know nothing <laughs> um and i'll just transition me because yeah. i mean frankly this is Something that I'm literally wearing right now <laughs> that I'm feeling, um, guys. Today is a really, really happy day. The sale of my Washington Commanders, formerly the Washington Football Team, formerly the Washington Redskins, from Daniel Snyder to Josh Harris and his group has been approved. Like, give me a high five. For it's that. a beautiful
1: day for Commanders fan.
0: It's a beautiful day for the Earth. Like, <laughs> people like Daniel Snyder. 1 should not be allowed to be public figures. No. 2 should not be allowed to hold on to teams that mean this much to people. Agreed. 3 like where is some kind of code of ethics that has like a a pull the, you know, press the red button, pull the trigger kind of clause in it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like there just has to be something where we could have gotten this done earlier cuz we've been dragged through the mud for mm-hmm. I mean, at least a decade of, like, everyone has known Snyder is just a foul person. Yeah, terrible. And our team has just suffered because of it and because of his poor ownership and poor leadership. So, um, Josh Harris, on the other hand, has plenty of experience leading and being a part of many other sports teams. Uh, Also shows up, is well-loved, was sidelined for the Sixers games, this playoffs. It's a $6.05 billion sale um, Crazy, dude. wanted to also note that Daniel Snyder is being fined 1% of that $60 million for misconduct that they found during the trial wow. and uh, examination of him. That's it. hefty. Yeah, for That's like all of, money, of yeah. the sexual misconduct yeah. and crap like that that happened under him. So Good. frankly, I thought it should have been more like, you know, more. Yeah, like yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars because this guy is super wealthy and I want it to yeah, feel a little Yeah, 60 million, more, like million a for slap. us. Yeah. Is,
1: Impossible. Yeah.
0: So I just wanted to say that and just say it's a win yep. for those that love sports today. And I think it's it's a new era for our team. And my, my hope is that, uh, this is going to sound funny, but my hope is that we absolutely suck this year so that we can be the number one pick in next year's draft, draft Caleb Williams, and be able to start fresh yep. effectively with the new ownership group a new quarterback, a direction, frankly, I'd fire Ron Rivera respectfully. I'd get an offensive guy. It's an offensive guy league right now. I agree. Get him some other weapons besides Terry, and, like, let's run with this. So awesome. I feel good about it. I'm excited about it.
1: Well, I'm happy for you, Ben. Thank you. And I'm glad you talked about some football because we're going to end this episode. It's middle of summer. Not too much to talk about, hence why we spent 10 minutes on baseball. <laughs> but I love that 10 minutes. Uh, but yes, football is something that's coming right around the corner. Fourth quarter podcast is going to be literally insane. Dude. Um, I'm so freaking excited. Uh, next week we'll hopefully be talking about some more NBA free agency news, but until yeah. then we'll see you on fourth quarter podcast.